Welcome to Coffee with the Chiropractor, the podcast to help you unlock the secrets to improved health and wellness. Whether you're a chiropractor or chiropractic patient, we'll be traveling across the globe to talk to professionals who can help you to discover new ways to improve your health or the health of your patients. From chiropractors to osteopaths, personal trainers to nutritionists, we aim to help you in all of your needs. Here to host the show, a chiropractor, wellness coach, and life enthusiast, Dr. Patrick Hogg. Morning, Patrick here from Complete Health, and I have a question. Have you ever thought of the different phases of healing? And if so, are you aware of what different phases there actually are to healing? Naturally, there are three phases that we have observed in healing. A majority of people, the majority of therapists or the majority of doctors are really good at understanding and helping people during phase one and phase two. Morning to both of you. Phase one and phase two is the area that most therapists are very, very good at understanding when it comes to healing. Now, there are three phases. There is inflammation. There is something we call the healing phase. And then there's something called the remodeling phase. And like I said, the majority of us really know the inflammation phase and we know the healing phase, which are the two really, I guess, in a lot of people's opinion, the most important phases because they're what get people back to doing what they need to do. However, the remodeling phase is the part of healing that we know is going to stop people from just constantly having injuries over and over and over again. So the best way to understand inflammation is, or the healing process is, is if you took a box of matches and say, for example, all of a sudden you shook those matches really, really hard. All of a sudden, all the matches that were in that box that were all lined up are all going to scramble and they're all going to go into different directions. They're all going to have different orientations. What your body will need to do in order to actually recover and repair that, it will need to try and stop you from re-injuring it again so you don't further scramble those matches. So what it does is it sends loads of blood into the area, which makes the area go hot, swollen, and painful. There's a chemical process that makes it painful. Why? Because your body does not want you to move an injured area so that it can go into phase two, which is the healing phase. Now, the healing phase allows us to put a tissue called collagen down. Collagen is a tissue that is very immobile, but is very strong. It's very strong. So it's not likely to tear. Collagen is very unlikely to tear. Now, what we know, collagen, most people know collagen as another name. They will know it as a scar or scar tissue. So collagen, say, for example, if you have torn a muscle, you almost always feel like a hard lump in the area. And that is collagen in the area. Now, phase three, phase three is actually breaking down. It's called remodeling. It's breaking down that scar tissue. Now, a lot of people are very good at doing phase one, phase two, and they get people back to working and moving. But what we forget about is phase three. Now, if you forget about phase three, which is the remodeling process, which is trying to break down as much of the scar tissue as possible, scar tissue, like I just said, is strong, but it's very immobile. It's not flexible. So if you have collagen or a scar tissue in a muscle, that muscle is not allowed to stretch and adapt to its environment in the way that it's supposed to. 
And as a result, it causes stuff like inflexibility, changes in our posture, changes in muscle strength, changes in information coming back as a sensor into the nerve system and can actually start to have a huge impact. There you go. There's, there's a different name. There's different types of collagen, just to let you know, Faye. That scar tissue is inflexible, and if it's not actually ever broken down, that inflexibility, what we know, what we know is within the first year of an injury, within the first year of an injury, if someone has not done something to break down that scar tissue, they are much, 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 much more likely to re-injure the same tissues again. They are much more likely to re-injure the same tissues again. And I can use a prime example it has happened to me so many times. Someone's come in with a low back issue and they've injured a disc. The disc has popped out of the spine. The disc has managed to almost relocate itself and cause a little patch around the disc and actually seal it up. But that seal is made of scar tissue and that person hasn't worked on the flexibility. They haven't done and continued to work with us here in the clinic. And what ends up happening? Well, I end up seeing them six months down the line when they come back in again and they go, I know I should have stayed with you, but this has happened again. And honest to God, I cannot tell you that that situation happens to me every single week. Why? Because that person has not followed the phases of healing. That person has not followed it. And that same process is true for almost all injuries, especially soft tissue injuries. Anything to do with a ligament, a tendon, a muscle, a disc, etc. is all under the same umbrella. So hopefully this will help you to understand a little bit. Now there are things obviously you can do that can help to reduce scar tissue in areas. Obviously chiropractic is brilliant at reducing scar tissue in joints. Myofascial work, so muscle massage and physiotherapy rehabilitation is brilliant in breaking down scar tissue in muscles. Laser therapy can be really good for helping to improve inflammation in phase one. Icing, resting, elevation can all be really good for helping to improve inflammation in phase one. So there are excellent ways of actually improving these different factors depending on where you are in that healing process. But the point is, is that if you have the therapist guiding you through, the, re the likelihood of having a relapse or reoccurrence of the same injury significantly drops down. And like I say, if we can keep someone stable realistically for the first year, statistically, that person is significantly less likely to have that same injury again, even within the year or even within a 10 year time span. Hopefully you found some of this information helpful. Like I say, Faye said that she learned something new today. She didn't realize that collagen is used in a scar. And like I say, Faye, there are four, four different types of collagen and they're used for different things. So uh, collagen that we're talking about in scar tissue is really a little bit like type two. It's the kind of stuff that you get is um, same kind of thing you get in cartilage and stuff like that. But you've also got type one collagen, which could be used in stuff like bone, then you've got three and four. So. They're all very different, all very different uh, types of collagen they're used for. They've got the same kind of proteins in them, but they're all used for very different processes in the body. And that's the great thing about all of our cells. What our cells can actually do is they can look at the environment. They've got little sensors on the outside of them. They can look at the environment. They go, oh, what's going on in this environment? And what cell do I need to become? 
So say, for example, if you've got an injury in a muscle and a stem cell gets to your muscle and goes, okay, so I can see all the muscles around me are muscle cells, therefore I must be becoming a muscle cell. That's how it works. And, and, that, and this is the same thing as to why your body rejects certain things coming into the body. Say, for example, if we have a virus or bacteria come into our body, again, the cells will recognize it and goes, actually, do you know what? This cell, this cell isn't one of ours. Let's get rid of it. And that's, and that's what our bodies are supposed to be doing with coronavirus. So what we should really be encouraging at the moment as well, as obviously trying to stay safe, is teaching people ways that they can improve on their immune system, stuff like improving their vitamin D, uh, getting an adequate volume of exercise, rest, fluids, etc. There are so many other things that we could do, but we always end up looking at the external world as opposed to looking at what is going on inside of our body and actually how can we encourage those processes to work better. Patrick here from Complete Health. If you have any questions, please obviously send us a private message or just leave us a comment in the comments below. I'll be happy to answer any, any questions that you might have. Patrick here from Complete Health. Until tomorrow, you take care. Examples of vitamin D. Uh, yeah, quickly, Faye, before I jump off. Examples of vitamin D. Generally, vitamin D comes from the sun, which I don't know if you've noticed, there's not really an awful lot of sun outside at the moment. Best way to get a decent quality vitamin D is to actually take an organic uh, supplement or fortified foods. So sometimes they put it in certain breakfast cereals. I'm not a big fan of breakfast cereals, just purely on the grounds of with breakfast cereals, they add a lot of sugar as well. So it, it's kind of, you get one good thing, but you end up getting a load of uh, negative stuff with that as well, because they put a lot of wheat and sugar and just they're very processed breakfast cereals. But if you can find a decent quality one, sometimes they put them in stuff like um, coconut milks and plant-based milks, and some milks will actually be fortified with vitamin D. And I think, if I remember correctly, there is a specific type of mushroom that they also uh, have found is very high in vitamin D, and they just grow it in a specific way because it absorbs the vitamin D from the sun. But do your research. Like, There's loads of decent quality ones. The one that I use for vitamin D is a company called Barefoot Nutrition. Uh, we actually sell them in our clinic. Till tomorrow, take care. Thank you for listening. If you found value in this information, please like and subscribe to our channel on your favorite listening platform. If you know someone who could benefit from this information, please share. We hope to see you next time for another episode of Coffee with the Chiropractor with your host, Patrick Hogg.